Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging Canadian professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And today we have with us on the show, Abdurrahman Mooney. He's the founder of Tabnex. So hi, Mooney. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Samman. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's an honor I'm, uh, and I'm excited to be here. Perfect. So uh, can you tell us about your professional and uh, personal background? So for myself, um, when I went to university, um, I studied psychology and business um, and human resources management. And this was at the University of Waterloo. Um, and you know, when I was going through that period of time, I didn't really know what I wanted to get into or how my education would guide me towards uh, you know, where I am today. Um, but I did all, all I did know, though, um, in my earlier uh, in the earlier part of my career when, when, when I was in university was that you know, I was a people person and that I really loved to form relationships with people, really helped, uh, really, really loved the idea of being able to provide people with value without expectation. Um, and, you know, I started taking a couple internships earlier on in my career in sales. Um, and, you know, from the get-go, I, you know, that's where I really found that my, my background in psychology uh, and business and HR was really, um, was really paying off in that sense because I was really able to use um, what I learned about being able to understand people, being able to understand why people do certain actions and why they do what they do, uh, and apply that into a, a sales field. Um, and even uh, while I was doing those, in, those internships, I actually started my first company um, with a good friend of mine. It was a digital uh, marketing agency where we helped companies and small businesses grow by providing them online marketing services. So I also started gaining um, you know, some marketing background, specifically digital marketing. And um, as I continued to grow, um, I started specializing more and more uh, into sales, uh, specifically technology SaaS sales. Um, and I really did leverage my, my experience in marketing as well to help boost my, uh, my effective, effectiveness in sales. And, uh, you know, I worked with uh, multiple startups to help them with, uh, you know, growing their, their sales organization, with helping them grow the revenue um, in the earlier stages. And then eventually I, I went on to uh, co-found my own uh, company, uh, which is Tabnex. Um, and uh, now I'm here today. Okay. But can you tell us about uh, Tabnix and how the idea came about? Absolutely. So Tabnix is what we call a talent intelligence uh, solution. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a platform. It's a suite of products and tools that are designed to help uh, companies make uh, better and smarter hiring decisions uh, by help, helping them uh, get the most out of their candidate data. Now, what that means is that we help companies and specifically recruiting functions within companies leverage the candidate data they get when candidates apply. So we can help them, uh, we can ensure that all the candidate data that they deal with is you know, the most accurate, complete, up-to-date candidate data that they, can, uh, that they can work with. And then on top of that, we leverage artificial intelligence to actually analyze that data and surface key insights on these candidates to help them with making decisions. So think of it as like a candidate's expected salary, uh, their willingness to relocate, what skills they had at a previous job, et cetera. So the way we came about this idea was actually quite interesting. It wasn't something that we jumped into right away. We actually started in the job search space. So because we went to University of Waterloo, it was really known as a school um, that, it was really known as a co-op based school where students were getting experience through to co-op programs and various internships. And so because we were in that setting, that's where we started from, we really uh, started focusing on uh, job seekers and what we can do to make job seekers' uh, lives easier. And what we found was that 
once job seekers left the university, uh, they didn't have as many resources or tools available to them um, for their job search. So initially, Tabnex um, in an earlier life was a job seeker uh, solution. It was, a, it was a tool designed to help the job seeker manage their entire job search. Um, it would help them uh, you know, save jobs into our platform where we can then tell them which jobs are the best fit for them. Um, and it also helps them manage and track their jobs through different stages of the, uh, of the hiring process. Uh, but what we noticed, though, was that the, the path to revenue as a company when building a job seeker solution was going to take a very long time. Um, so that caused us to make a pivot towards the recruiting uh, side of the industry. Um, and even while we were dealing with the job seeker uh, solution, we had to interact with a lot of recruiters to understand their side of the, uh, the story as well. And while doing so, we were able to actually find a really, uh, really good opportunity to be able to help recruiters uh, in a very similar way that we were helping job seekers. So we took very similar technology and moved it over to the uh, recruiter side. And you know, there we found a lot more of a um, uh, more of a substantial opportunity that helped uh, solve a very pressing pain point and would allow us to uh, get to revenue much more sooner. And that's kind of how we that was our story and trajectory into getting into Tabnex as it is today. Wow. And um, one thing that I noticed. Uh, from your website is you definitely have uh, a good client portfolio. So can you tell us about some of the different clients or brands that you have worked with? Definitely, yeah. So um, our clients and the brands that we do work with, you know, they, they come in a variety of, um, I don't want to say, say shapes and sizes, but we work with them in a variety of different ways. So, you know, on the website when it you know, shows uh, brands like, you know, Microsoft and, and IBM, for example, um, we are working with them uh, to implement their technology into our platform um, to really make our, our technology smart um, and really leverage the, uh, the intelligent solutions that are currently out there. Um, when it comes to the types of clients that we, we typically work with and types of companies that we typically work with, our, our main criteria is scaling companies for them. Like that's the, for us, that's the main criteria because if a company is growing quickly, the need to, for them to be able to uh, better manage their candidate data and for them to be able to make quick and, uh, and good hiring decisions uh, is crucial at that point. So we typically work with companies um, that are tech-based, that are scaling very quickly. Um, that it, one characteristic of a highly uh, scalable company is that um, they've raised um, you know, some funding, right? Typically a Series A, for example, um, is a good kind of range that we like to target because those companies are, you know, they're getting their first major round of funding, and that typically signals that they're going to be going through some explosive hiring uh, and growing the company very, very quickly. Uh, and that puts us in a really good situation to, to add value uh, to the hiring process because um, they're going to be adding, you know, tens of uh, employees at a time, right? You know, there's one, one client that we worked with went from uh, 75 to over 110 employees in less than five weeks. Uh, so these companies are growing really, really rapidly. Um, and those are the best type of you know customer uh, persona uh, and customer profile that we that we typically go after uh, when it comes to the ones that benefit the most from our uh, from our solution. Wow! And uh, can you tell us about your experience acquiring your first uh, client, and what was the experience like, and what were the challenges and roadblocks and barriers and difficulties you faced in acquiring your first uh, uh, paying client? 
Definitely. Um, yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm sure anybody who's who started a, a company or is in sales would say uh, you know, something very similar, which is that uh, it's definitely not easy getting uh, a first client. Um, you know, you have to understand the circumstances where it's that you know when you're getting your first client as a startup company, um, you know nobody nobody's heard of you, right? And nobody's tried your product yet. And um, if even if they have, they have tried your product yet, right? It, it most likely at that point has not been um, in a in a real world setting where uh, you know anybody in the world can can view it and say, hey, you know what, I can use that too. Generally, it's been more testing uh, from behind the scenes, but. Um, getting the first uh, client for us was it was, it was very exciting. Um, the path to get there was definitely uh, you know long because you know uh, you, typically you know a lot of companies will try to find um, people that they you know in their networks that can that they either know could use their product or could give them a warm introduction to somebody who could use their product, right? So that was something that we did, um, you know, to get our first uh, to get our first client, which is that we we knew somebody in our network who. Uh, who had their own company and it was growing really quickly, and so we we you know we pitched them our solution and found that there was a good fit. Um, you know, and the timing was good, um, and you know from there we were able to uh, to close the deal um, and um, and start working with them. Uh, but you know, getting like even though it was a warm introduction to somebody that we did know, um, you know, they 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 still are running a company, so they have um, you know business goals in mind as well. So being able to show them the value of the product. Um, and, and convincing them to take a chance on us uh, was a big part of it because you have to understand they are taking a chance on you. And um, because, you know, again, this is not a product that's really out there uh, in this industry, like this was in the earlier days, um, and that they were going to be kind of the, I don't want to say guinea pig, but the first, uh, you know, company to be using this and seeing what the results will truly be like. Um, so it was really exciting, but it definitely did take some work because um, you do have to provide a lot of support along the way. That's what we... Uh, what we noticed in that with your first customer, you really got to be there for them uh, 24 seven, um, you know, around the clock, really making sure that, Hey, you know, they're understanding the product. Like I would, I remember I would be visiting them on a weekly basis in person um, to make sure that everything was going okay. They can ask me any questions they had. Um, and our tech team was always on the ball to make sure that whatever issues they were facing, that we resolve it um, as quickly as possible. So, you know, it's uh, it was definitely an exciting journey uh, towards getting the first customer. Um, and there was definitely a lot of lessons learned because, you know, you really learn, um, you know, what, you know, gaps there are in the product. You learn what gaps there are in your sales process. You learn what gaps there are in your customer, uh, <clears throat> in your customer service process. So all that, you know, played a role in giving us a lot of learnings on how to deal with future, uh, future customers. Wow. And uh, how did you finance your venture? Did you speak to any investors or did you finance it yourself? Um, what was the process like? Yeah, no, that's an excellent question. Um, we actually decided to go like from from day one. We decided that we wanted to go bootstrapped um, and uh, and uh, not not rely on uh, investor money. And um, that that's not to say that we would never go for investor money, but we wanted to see how far we can get as a company uh, by relying on you know money from our own pockets, uh, relying on uh, grants. Uh, uh, pitch competition and award money, for example. And so since the beginning, we've been able to finance ourselves uh, through those methods uh, the whole way through. So you know, non-interest-based, uh, non-retable, non-dilutive um, uh, forms of uh, funding uh, that allowed us to uh, maintain 100% control of our company uh, with no debt and uh, being able to to go to, uh, to what we have today. 
Uh, so we've been able to do that completely bootstrapped up until now. Wow, that's uh, that's quite amazing. You financed the whole operation yourself, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's definitely a lot more work that way because you know, um, you know, each each side of you know each type of funding comes with its own pros and cons. Um, you know, when you're trying to go bootstrapped, uh, things definitely take a little bit you know take a lot longer um, as a company. Uh, because you know the the process for um, for getting some of these uh, you know fundings is can be can be quite lengthy. Um, so it, it's not this, like it, you know it's, even though we did achieve our desired outcome, uh, it, does, it, it does come with uh, some cons. And I'd say the biggest one with trying to go bootstrap is um, is that you know you know founders and companies should expect that it will take longer if you go down the bootstrap route. But again, it comes down to the type of company you want to build at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, how do you promote your business, and how do you acquire new clients? So, currently, the you know uh, we have a couple uh, a couple ways of doing so. Uh, so, our most our standard way is by going through direct sales outreach and business development. Um, really, especially in the earlier stages of a company, um, reaching out and forming direct relationships with every single lead as much as possible um, is, is very important to us. And uh, it's a going that definitely through a direct sales outreach uh, method is one of our main uh, ways of acquiring new clients. Uh, but we also have a few other ways that allow us to have a bit more of a passive uh, and more inbound approach, which is um, we have partners. So there are uh, partner uh, companies that, we, uh, that we've teamed up with that, that, uh, that work with our technology. So the way TapMix works is that we integrate with other uh, recruiting software. So uh, we partnered up with some uh, recruiting software companies to be able uh, to have a, you know, a two-way uh, beneficial partnership where um, both sides can recommend uh, customers and clients to the other. Right? So that's another way that we, uh, that we acquire clients. And then uh, obviously online just through, uh, through marketing, we have a uh, you know, marketing engine built up where when, when, when people land on our website, uh, that we, you know, there's a process and a set of tools that we use to walk uh, the the website viewer through, uh, and then uh, hopefully get them to a point where they uh, want to inquire and reach out to ask questions or reach out for a demo, things of that nature. But those would be the main ways that we uh, require customers right now. And as you know, as a company evolves, right, the the methods of acquisition increase or change. Um, but as of now, that's what uh, that's the types of you know those are the you know the forms of outreach and the forms of um, customer acquisition that we uh, that we engage in right now. Mm-hmm. And do you have any competitors, and are you able to differentiate yourself? Yeah, so we definitely have, we definitely have competitors, <laughs> and competition is good, right? A lot of people uh, sometimes get, you know, especially earlier or newer founders, they get scared when there's a competitor. But competition is good. Uh, it means that you know there's a market uh, for what you're doing, uh, and, uh, and and that people are, are are buying that kind of product. Um, so we do have competitors, and we do, uh, you know. Uh, differentiate ourselves in, uh, in multiple ways. Um, one main thing that, you know, a couple of the main ways we do differentiate ourselves from existing competitors is that um, we, we integrate with, uh, with other recruiting software. So instead of uh, requiring customers to have to switch from one software and come onto ours, um, we take the approach of being very integrated where we say, hey, you keep your uh, existing recruiting software, we'll, we'll add on to it. We'll integrate with whatever software you're using so that uh, you you substantially reduce the cost of redevelopment or placing your product uh, your solutions altogether. Uh, so that's one way. That's one of the main ways that we differentiate ourselves, and that we don't require our customers to switch to a, you know to us from you know as a completely different platform. Rather to integrate us into what they're uh, already using. 
Um, and then from there, uh, you know, we're, we're a very data-focused company, right? You know, even though we're developing, you know, recruitment tools, uh, we, we're, we very much consider ourselves a data company as well. So uh, we take uh, the data uh, that we that we deal with and the data that we provide very seriously. Um, and, you know, as one of our competitive advantages, we go really deep into the data that we provide. So what I mean by that is that, you know, while some of our um, competitors, you know, provide really good data, uh, uh, you know, for, for recruiters and for, um, for talent acquisition and any, or any teams that hire, um, we take it a step further by going deeper into the data. So instead of focusing on just, you know, high-level people data, like, you know, just contact information, the name, uh, location, or even education, we take things a step further um, to provide uh, data that can help influence and can help make decisions. Um, so, like, now we're getting into things like, you know, employment predictions, uh, employment history, right, and being able to use that and map that out in a way uh, for the recruiter or whoever is hiring to be able to, um, you know, leverage this to make better hiring decisions, right? We don't focus on just the basics. We take the basics, but then we go a step further to provide more advanced um, employment-related uh, data. Wow. Um, what tips and advice would you share with somebody who uh, is planning to start their new business? Oh man, there's uh, <laughs> there's so many things uh, uh, I could say, and I, I, I'd imagine this is you know an entrepreneur that gets asked that question has uh, will have the same response. But something I would say, um, you know, to, for anybody who wants to be an entrepreneur is to really, um, you know, to really have a strong why, um, and this is really important. This is something I stress a lot. That, you know. You know, for an before an entrepreneur gets into building the business, they really need to ask themselves why. Why am I doing this? Why do I want to start a business? Why do I want to be an entrepreneur? And the reason the why is so important thing, man, is that it's 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 going to be one of the most important things that's going to keep you going when things are getting tough. Um, like for example, for myself, you know, my why is that I want to be able to uh, control my destiny. I want to be able to control how my life unfolds. Um, now, I'm not saying that I'm going to be able to control every single aspect, but um, I do want to be able to have as much control of, uh, over my life and, and, and the direction that my life takes as much as possible. Um, because for me, you know, I, I value things like flexibility. I value things like being able to um, you know, make decisions that will impact a lot of people. And the other thing is that I really want to be able to uh, provide my family, um, you know, uh, a financial, uh, a life that's filled with financial freedom, right? You know, these two things are my why for me. And it's just um, because, like, anytime I end up in a rut or I end up in a really uh, tough spot or going through a really rough time in the business, um, I, I, I sit back and I think about those things. I think about my why. Uh, and, and, and that re, uh, re-motivates me and it ignites that fire again inside me because sometimes it's not, you know, you're not always going to be motivated, you know, going to be... It's always easy to be motivated in the good times, but when things get tough, and that's the majority of of the startup life or the entrepreneurial life in the beginning, um, you need to have something that you know reignites it and re you know uh, you know rebuilds that passion within you, right? So definitely the number one thing I teach any entrepreneur, first and foremost, is more of a philosophical thing, which is to really figure out what your why is. Why are you why why do you want to do what you do? Um, um, and then from there, the second thing uh, I would say is. Um, have uh, you know get a business partner have a co-founder or, or co-founders depending on uh, you know the, the type of experience you need on the team um, it's really difficult to build a company uh, and even more so to do it alone now i'm not saying it's not i'm not saying it's impossible to build a company as a solopreneur as a sole founder uh, but when you have a team to be able to share the workload 
um, you know, it just makes, you know, it really makes the entire journey more bearable. Like without my co-founders, um, you know, I would, you know, it'd be very difficult to, uh, to manage everything. And, you know, the, the quote that comes up is that, hey, if you want to go fast, uh, go it alone. But if you want to go further, go, uh, go as a team. Uh, so, you know, that's something really important that I would uh, uh, recommend. And then the third thing uh, I would uh, suggest to any upcoming uh, entrepreneur or somebody who wants to start a business is to uh, really brace yourself uh, for the ride because building a business is going to, it's probably going to be uh, the most, if not one of the most hardest, uh, most difficult uh, journeys you're going to take in your life. Um, and uh, but knowing that at the end it's going to be very rewarding. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes about entrepreneurship, uh, or a couple of favorite quotes, is that you know entrepreneurship is you know jumping off the cliff and building a plane on the way down. And that uh, another quote, kind of to add on to that, is that you know entrepreneurship is being able to do for a few years of your life what nobody else will, so that you can live the rest of your life like nobody else can. Right? And that, like I really, you know, <laughs> right? So you know these these kind of quotes really. Um, drive me, um, and then entrepreneurs to brace themselves for that. They need to have a lot of perseverance and determination, and grow a really thick skin. And even if they don't have a thick skin, it's gonna it's gonna grow on regardless uh, because of the journey. Um, so if I if I were just to kind of recap, you know, the three things I would recommend is to you know um, know your why and understand it and internalize it. Have uh, have a team, and like in terms of co-founders, and to to brace yourself for the journey. Wow, that's. Uh... Was quite a response, and you definitely have a lot of passion and experience uh, for entrepreneurship. So um, <laughs> thank you. That, that's great, and um, it's it's been very nice speaking with you. And thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show and talking about your business journey and sharing your business journey. So thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure, Samir. Thank you uh, for having me on the show. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome, and your and your website is uh, tabnext.com. That's correct. T-A-B-N-E-X dot com. Perfect. Listeners, uh, if you would like to learn more about Tabnex, you can visit their website, tabnex.com. And thank you so much for listening to Zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes.